After his wife meets a grisly end, Jamie Ashen returns to his hometown of Raven's Fair to find answers. His investigation leads him to the ghost of a ventriloquist named Mary Shaw, who seems to have ties to his entire family tree. <laughs> it's dead silence, baby! And as you can tell, this is Devin's pick. Welcome to Partners in Fright, I'm Joe. I'm Devin. And it's it's good to be back. We are nearing the end of our frightful faves, and it's a little sad, but I'm also excited to get to uh, more underrated horror movies. There's other ones I really want to get to. I'm excited know? for FNAF. That's the only thing that's <gasps> keeping me going right now. That was a surprise. No, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm running on four Reese's Cups and FNAF. That's all that's keeping me going. <laughs> Great. And for the listeners who don't know what FNAF is, can you be so kind to explain it? Uh, next week, we will be reviewing Five Nights at Freddy's. Fredericks. Five Nights at Fredericks. <laughs> Fredericks. So, like we said, this week is Dead Silence. It's a movie from 2007, which apparently is directed by James Wan and is partly starring Donnie Wahlberg. I was not expecting this. Yes. You were very surprised. I was. There were many surprises to be had with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta say, I, I am not a fan of Donnie Wahlberg. Why not? Joe? He's <laughs> not the best actor i oh he's not <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i mean he plays a detective in this he plays a detective in i think saw two and he is in the sixth sense he's the crazy man in the underwear i don't even remember that scene God, it's been a really long time since i've seen that movie yeah he's also in band of brothers um I don't know. Just not a fan, but, you know, to each their own. Uh, but I was very surprised to see that the writers were James Wan and Lee Whannell, mm-hmm. who I told you play Specs in uh, The Conjuring, I think it is. Yep. Yeah. But apparently these guys go way back. Yeah, and he was the guy in Saw, the first one. Holy shit. He's the photographer, I think, right? It's a I, photographer and I a doctor, so. I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh so when did you first see this movie all right let me paint you a picture okay it was probably 2007 uh, okay. okay so when did this come out 2007 no what month Jeez. Oh. <laughs> hang on okay so this came out in march 2007 all right so let me paint you a picture of like october 2007 when this came out on like dvd okay Going to the Blockbuster on the corner of the strip mall, picking up Dead Silence, going to Pizza Hut two doors down, getting a pan pizza, getting Twizzlers, getting (laughs) fucking cheesy bread. I love it. That That sounds perfect. That's the night. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I watched this a lot. Oh, yeah. God, oh. I just remembered okay. that I didn't show you 
the best part of this movie and why I loved it so much. All right. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to pause recording. There is a music video by the band Aiden, who was like a horror punk band. Okay. Um, That was like super popular in like the mid to late 2000s. Okay. And I think this was literally the only song that I knew by them. And it comes with a fantastic music video. Okay. I'm going to watch this real quick. We'll be right back. Okay, Joe has now witnessed the best music video of all time. What are your thoughts? Uh, it sounds very mid two thousands. Definitely music that you would have listened to. Yep, I probably walked into Blockbuster wearing that outfit. Really? Of the I don't know if it was the guitar player or the bass player. But uh, the striped sweater, like mm. the striped sleeves. Okay. With the thumb holes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Always the thumb holes. Yep. Man, that music video brings me back. I think I watched the music video more than I watched the movie. And that's why like, <laughs> I loved the movie so much because I had such a big love for the music video. Okay. Yeah. And so if you haven't seen the music video... Highly recommend you go watch it. And it's like, think um, Paramore Decode with like kind of scenes of Twilight mixed in with the music video of like the band members. Okay. Like that vibe. So like we basically get the entire movie from front to finish interspliced with the music video of this band singing in a graveyard. (laughs) Right. It's perfect. And I did look them up for the episode, and uh, the lead singer of the band had some, like, accusations come out against him in the past couple years that he, like, practices BDSM, but in, like, a bad way, and, like, makes girls, like, sign blood contracts and get tattoos of his name on them, and... Jesus Christ. (laughs) It was a whole thing. Uh, but that's according to Wikipedia, so... <laughs> I thought, a pretty trusted source. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that was my experience with this movie growing up. And I don't know if we mentioned or not, but Ryan Quanton does star in this movie. Mm-hmm. And he was very familiar because we just watched Glorious. Yeah, that's right. Not too long ago. Which I did enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in Glorious, he had, uh, I want to say, maybe like a longer leash. You could tell oh, he yeah. had a, more, a lot more fun yeah, uh, acting in that one than, than this one. Yeah. So are you ready to jump into the movie? Yeah, let's do this thing. All right. So opening up, we get some kind of Latin explanation for ventriloquist, which I did not write down. So I don't remember what it said. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies. Then we get like low key exorcist music, which is like a musical Mm -hmm. theme throughout the entire movie. And every time that it played, all that I could think was the exorcist. Right. Joe said that it was a little reminiscent of Saw, too. Mm hmm. So we also get a montage of someone creating, like, crafting a ventriloquist dummy. 
during the credits, Joe again got very excited at the prospect of Donnie Wahlberg and James <laughs> Wan and Lee Wanell. <laughs> so we meet Jamie Ashen, who is fixing the sink at home with his wife, Lisa, when he gets a delivery of a mysterious package wrapped in brown parchment paper. It's a wooden box, and inside is a ventriloquist dummy from the opening sequence. And Lisa says some kind of poem, and she starts with, Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And then she goes, something, something scary. Because <laughs> she can't remember the right. rest of it. <laughs> Jamie leaves to go get takeout, and meanwhile, Lisa is at home getting creeped out by the dummy. She sets it up on the bed and covers it with a sheet. She hears music in the living room getting kind of, like, wonky, like, slowed down. And when she goes to investigate, not only does the music stop, but all the sounds stop. So this happens a lot in the movie, and it's kind of like a heads up that something spooky is about to happen. Mm -hmm. So whenever this happens in the future, I'm just going to say that the sound turns off, because that's the only explanation I have for it. (laughs) Right. So she goes back to the bedroom, only for the dummy to attack her metaphysically but then also kind of like with knives given like a metal sound uh having seen the end of the movie and refreshed my memory i think that it's actually like a razor blade sound Mm, uh and she coughs up blood and the dummy drags her away the opening of this movie is just like it's so quintessential 2000s horror to me oh for sure and like it has that twilight like blue filter over the entire movie. Okay, that's funny. You wrote Twilight. I wrote like The Ring or Grudge. <laughs> it has that like aesthetic to it. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, just that blue like this filter. You, it just feels like kind of like cold and dirty. Yeah. When Jamie comes home, all of the sounds are back and he calls for Lisa. She actually answers and when he heads to the bedroom, he sees blood. There's something sitting in bed covered with a sheet. He takes off the sheet and Lisa is super fucked up. Her arms are twisted and her jaws unhinged, gaping towards the ceiling, and her tongue is removed. Tani Wahlberg plays Detective Lipton and immediately accuses Jamie of murdering Lisa. And he's shaving in this scene, right? Yeah, I was going to bring this up at the end, but let's just get it over with. There's a point where every scene that he showed up, he was shaving, like an electric razor that he would just like have in his pocket. Like he's the grizzled, tired detective who doesn't want to take shit from no one. It was like three or four scenes in a row that he showed up. One was like in a motel room, which, okay, that's not that weird. The other was like in an interrogation room at a police station. Yeah, this scene. Yeah, yeah, and I, like, why? (laughs) I don't get it. It was really bugging me. And he always had five o'clock shadow. I think it was just supposed always. to be a joke. Because he's like always shaving, but it's always still there. I would hope so. <laughs> I don't know. Did you find it funny? No, it got on my nerves a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's frustrating how like, <laughs> ooh, got, got under my skin a little bit. So after being released from questioning, Jamie heads back to the apartment and rips open the dummy's box, revealing a sign underneath the velour padding. The sign reads, Mary and Billy in Raven's Fair, the dummy being uh, Billy. Jamie drives to Raven's Fair, a rundown town that looks mostly abandoned. I don't know if you, well, 
I know you haven't. <laughs> I don't know if our listeners have ever watched Pretty Little Liars, but there was a spinoff called Ravens something, Ravenswood, and it reminds me of this town. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just kind of like a spooky town. Right. And like run down and I Yeah, they they showed this sign a couple of times and I got very like are you afraid of the dark or like a goosebumps movie feel to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a weird woman named Ella welcomes Jamie at an estate and tells him she's his stepmother. It's clear Jamie has an estranged relationship with his father, Edward, who looks like he's about 90% dead. This checks out because he actually had a stroke two months ago. Jamie asks them about the poem his mom used to tell him, the same Lisa references earlier. Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams, be sure you never, ever scream. I was confused because Jamie seems like he has no recollection of this poem when Lisa recites it earlier. Mm -hmm. But now he knows it. Yeah, at first I thought this was kind of like a... He was out of the town for so long that okay. there's not really like that spell, I guess. So it, maybe it was good for him that he was away from home. But this also got me thinking with nursery rhymes, how they're for children, obviously, and they sound happy, go lucky little tunes. But then when you break down the lyrics, they're usually like really messed up and dark and yeah and twisted and i just went down this like rabbit hole in my head when we're watching the movie of like okay well this is how we taught children of like not to go in the woods and i guess the best way to reach out to children especially like caveman era <laughs> we would grunt and sing stories and tell them about all the monsters in the dark and that would kind of like deter the children yeah. From getting eaten by wolves and bears. Yeah. And it's just weird how it comes from like such a dark place. It's like, also funny rhymes. because like if I'm trying to encourage my children to do stuff, I just bribe them. <laughs> <laughs> Evolution, we gotta change if it with you the times. If you stay away from Mary Shaw for two days, you get a K pop. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> So apparently Edward drove Jamie's mother to kill herself and the same with his second wife. And and they J show this by using Haunted Mansion yes. paintings. Yeah, they had like huge ass paintings on mm -hmm. the wall and they had uh, the wives painted out of the photos. Like Edward had them painted out after they died or after he forced them to kill themselves. I don't know. When Jamie falls asleep in his hotel room later, the sound turns off again and the dummy's eyes shift. He wakes up to Billy standing right in his face and he hears Jamie. Then he sees a figure of an old woman in the corner, but when he turns on the light, it's just Billy. The next day, he goes to the funeral home to start planning Lisa's funeral. The funeral director is preparing Lisa's body. He says something to the effect of, this can't be or not again. That's not in front of Jamie, by the way. <laughs> like he he yeah. takes the body down to the morgue. And the funeral director's wife, Marion, is a little nutty and has this like pet crow that she holds all the time. It's like a taxidermy crow, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. 
And so she went into like a crawl space under the house so she'll be safe from quote unquote her. Uh, old women in crawl spaces and basements. The visit? Yeah. I mean, the visit was a little more effective, but now I knew I have a new fear. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Devin and James Wan. So Jamie holds the funeral for Lisa, and as he's walking home, he sees a woman in the woods but runs into Marion, who asks if he can see her too. She starts reciting the Mary Shaw poem and says, you must bury the doll. And I'm sorry, but if somebody said that to me, I would like immediately do so. <laughs> in defense, in, in Jamie's defense, he does do that in a little bit. So the funeral director pulls Marion away, but when Jamie clears some of the brush out of the way, he finds the tombstone for Mary Shaw. So I guess the point being, we learn that Mary Shaw is a real person right. and not just this a myth. story. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie hops in the car with Billy, who's giving him major side eye. Like literally every time they, they turn the camera to him, he's just like looking over yeah. at Jamie. And then like if Jamie looks at him, then his eyes like shift back towards like the road um and jamie takes him to the woods in the cemetery he finds a tombstone for billy and is kind of like who dug you up and then he buries him before he puts the lid on the coffin though the dog jerks its head towards him once he gets in the car he hears children laughing all around him and then suddenly billy is at his window but he just figures he's hallucinating i guess i mean he is grieving the loss of his wife and mm -hmm. and he like just woke up yeah he's tired so back at the hotel room billy is back but this time it's with detective lipton he asked jamie why he buried the dummy and jamie goes on this big explanation that there's an old ghost story from his hometown that mary shaw was buried with her doll collection he says if you see her you're not supposed to scream or you'll end up without a tongue jamie explains that he thinks whoever sent him the doll either is Lisa's killer or knows who is. Detective Lipton takes Billy and heads to his room next door. Somehow Billy ends up with Jamie again, though, because Jamie takes the doll to the funeral home the next day and asks Marion about Mary Shaw and the doll. He ends up sitting down with the funeral home director, Henry, and we get this old-timey flashback of him as a boy going to see Mary Shaw perform with Billy. During the show, a kid heckler named Michael yells out that he can see her lips moving. Billy, the doll, like being held by Mary, makes a comment about wanting to show him that he's a real boy. And Mary and Billy get into this kind of like argument that seems mm -hmm. unsettling. I really wish they would have pushed this a little bit. Like that the doll was uh, sentient? Sent yeah, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Because at first... There is a clear difference between her talking and the doll talking. Like there's, they're not talking over one another, but then the way the film is cut, they're like banter is getting closer and closer and over top of each other. So it really does feel like there's two things talking. And I, I don't know. I feel like they just, they should have pushed it a little bit because it, it was like starting to feel kind of like unsettling and you can feel the tension and like everyone in the crowd is like laughing and having a good time with it yeah almost and everyone <laughs> they like went in a different direction than that at the end of the movie mm -hmm. like explaining away how billy is moving on his own and like yeah but it doesn't quite line up with what happens during this scene right yeah we'll get back to it 
Henry says that a few weeks later, Michael, the heckler, went missing. Then Mary was murdered weeks later, and her wills stated that her dolls, all 101 of them, were to be buried with her. Additionally, her wills stated that Mary wanted to become a doll herself. A flashback shows Henry as a child peeking over Mary Shaw's coffin in his father's morgue. The table ticks over and her body spills out, her mouth unhinged like a doll's. Lightning flashes and Mary's coffin is empty and she's standing over Henry with a toothy smile. I like this. This was good. This was my favorite part of the movie. Whenever she shows up in her like puppet-esque looking face, it was pretty terrifying. Yeah, it is creepy. I really liked it, yeah. Present day Henry explains that after Mary's murder, a shit ton of people in the town all died, all with their tongues cut out. Jamie hears this, and logically, his only next move is to go to the old theater where Mary lived. And he has to take a rowboat to the entrance. Like, I guess it flooded. It's in the cemetery, first of all. And the cemetery is, like, big and sprawling. There was, like, a lot of woods. And then there's this, like, moat, essentially. For the theater? Yeah. So when they showed the flashback, they showed a bunch of people walking on this bridge to the theater. Oh, my God. I missed that. (laughs) So after time went by, the bridge collapsed. So there was a river or a creek there. Okay. I thought it was a moat. (laughs) (laughs) So meanwhile, Detective Linton goes to visit Mary's kids uh all the dolls that are buried in the cemetery mm-hmm. this doesn't go anywhere though <laughs> like <laughs> it just, really doesn't we just know that he's there like right. and like cracking jokes with the dolls and that's it <laughs> oh donnie jamie finds a scrapbook of mary's diagrams with drawings of how to make the perfect doll which is like very convenient because it's basically like finding her secret plan Right. And like motive and everything. He notices that the sound turns off and he catches a corpse in the mirror, but of course it's gone when he turns around. Back at the Walker family funeral home, however, Marion has gotten her hands on Billy. And I'm wondering, did he like wander off from the cemetery? They don't, because Detective Lipton has Billy with him when he goes to the cemetery. So, like somehow he must have gotten him at, at like, some point like Lipton gets him right right he digs at him up mo- from the cemetery oh yeah yeah and then confronts Jamie in the hotel room right then the next day somehow Jamie gets Billy back from him because he takes the doll to the funeral home and confronts Marion and it's like what the fuck is this doll there is a really quick shot of i think he peeks his head out to see Donnie getting in his car to drive away. So I'm assuming maybe he like snuck in his room. Okay. I I think that's what I would assume. So Jamie has the doll now at the funeral home. And then from the funeral home, Jamie decides to go to the theater, but doesn't take Billy. Maybe Lipton goes to the funeral home. Yeah, but how would he know? Maybe he's just questioning. 
Like he's like making his rounds, questioning people because he does say that he's questioning the townsfolk. I don't know. James Wan, uh, we know you're listening. (laughs) Thank you. We're we're huge fans. Uh, But please let us know. The timeline of Billy. (laughs) Yeah. And you know Which what? also I find it really funny that he named this doll Billy and also the Saul dummy Billy. It, oh, is his name Billy? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't know. Um how did Jamie know to look on the back of the doll's neck under its collar to see its name? At some point he had the doll, he just turned see, it around and he I don't even know why he did that because he saw the poster and it said Mary and Billy and there was a picture of the fucking doll. Like, oh, let me put two and two together. Yeah, like <laughs> you maybe, know what I mean? I mean, I can understand him wanting to get that confirmation that that is Billy, but he knew exactly where to look. So did he have I mean, I guess subconsciously like, did he have knowledge? If you find a lost kid like Maybe their name is written on their name tag, you know? Come here, kid. Let me see your neck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so somehow, like I said, Billy has gotten away from Detective Lipton again. Or maybe... Maybe Lipton didn't take him to the cemetery. Maybe I'm just thinking that. Because that would make sense then. The timeline would make sense because Jamie left the doll at the funeral home when he went to go to the theater. So it makes sense that Marion has the doll now. It would, yeah. There definitely is a scene where the detective took him, took Billy to the cemetery. Uh, maybe they like, maybe they filmed it out of order and they like didn't quite get know. it right, or maybe Billy just walked off on his own. Anyway, <laughs> it's not important. I don't know why I'm getting so hung up on this. Uh, Henry hears Marion crying in the crawl space and gets in there after her. But surprise, it's not Marion, and the door closes on him. Mary is behind him, and he screams, and she lunges for him. We get an overhead shot of Henry sans tongue. Yeah, this was wild. I wasn't expecting for it to look like a fucking alien blew out of this dude's face. So there is an unrated version, and we actually get like a much gorier scene really out of this yeah oh i like that <laughs> why'd you have to say it like that <laughs> oh, I, I, I have no idea oh but i also wanted to know it's nothing super big but um at one point henry has a camera that he uses to take a picture of like a corpse yeah this camera looks like it's from like the 1800s did you see this thing oh yeah it's massive what is he doing with that thing i don't know he's old I liked Henry. <laughs> I like this character. Well, he's dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so cold. So we learn that Jamie is related to Michael Ashton, the little dickhead kid who heckles <laughs> Mary, and that his family killed Mary Shaw way back when, forced her to scream, and cut out her tongue. But then all the men involved started dying and along with their wives and children, like their heirs or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, He learns all this from Ella and his dad. Detective Lipton shows up at Jamie's house and says that all of Mary Shaw's dolls have been dug up. He also says that no one in town will talk about Mary 
So he thinks that, like, it's not real, and Jamie's basically just creating this elaborate ruse to get out of, you know, being questioned for the murder of his wife. Right. Which, by the way, everything that Lipton is doing is, like, not legal. Oh, for sure. He has a very, like, not-on-the-books vibe to him yeah because he's like oh i asked you not to leave the state but it wasn't like he was being detained so he could leave the state right (laughs) but also jamie like he comes from money obviously and he Mm -hmm. hasn't called an attorney during any of this oh yeah that's right yeah (laughs) so jamie gets a phone call from henry it's very fuzzy But we do hear him say that he can prove that Jamie didn't kill his wife and to meet him at the theater. Detective Lipton wants to arrest Jamie and says, don't make me cuff you in front of your mom. So Jamie literally yeets him across the room (laughs) and then makes a run for the theater. Jamie hears Henry's voice from upstairs in the theater and Lipton catches up to him with a fucking shotgun. Uh, I know. (laughs) This detective is like, off the rails. I don't even think that he's a cop anymore. <laughs> he's just like a, random, <laughs> he's a guy. random guy. Then they both hear Henry's voice. So it's very validating. It's mm-hmm. not like a ghost situation. And the pair find another ventriloquist dummy on the floor. And Lipton throws it into a bunch of curtains that fall. Revealing a glass wall of cases containing all 101 dolls minus Billy. <sighs> nope. So I guess Instant 100. nope. <laughs> <laughs> then they see a red sheet draped over some kind of figure. Underneath is what looks like a doll, but is revealed to be Michael Ashton transformed into a doll. It's creepy. It is. Because he's like slightly decayed, although realistically he would be more decayed, I think. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but so he still has like some kind of skin. Although, maybe she preserved him in some way. Possibly, yeah. And his, like, around his mouth and jaw, it's kind of, like, withered away. So you just see, like, the skeleton teeth and, like, Yeah, he has, like, no lips. And then he's, like, in this suit and he's dressed. Sorry. He's um, strung up to the ceiling Mm -hmm. like a marionette. marionette. Yeah. Yeah. Jinx. (laughs) The sound turns off and all the dummies begin turning their heads to look towards a clown doll at the end of the hall, rocking in a rocking chair. Jamie addresses the doll and says, Mary Shaw, and the clown answers, Clever. She says she wants to silence all of those who silenced her. Jamie asks why Lisa, and she slash the clown says, Come closer and I'll tell you. And even Lipton is like, this is a shitty idea. (laughs) He's like, don't do this. But Jamie does. And he like goes towards her and puts his ear up to the clown's mouth. Mm -hmm. And Mary tells him that he was the last Ashen and that she killed Lisa because she was pregnant with like another heir. Can't do that. That's a no, no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mary appears from behind the clown and lifts it up, and Lipton hits her with a blast from the shotgun. It seems as though Mary can possess each doll, so they light them all on fire and try to escape. This is when 
that scene from earlier doesn't quite make sense because uh, it seems like the spirit of Mary is essentially possessing each of these dolls, Mm -hmm. um, mainly Billy, it seems like. Yeah. And that's how she's like gathering her intel and killing people, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But when she's alive from the flashback and she's like having an argument with Billy, Mm, it doesn't really make sense that he's sentient. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it makes me wonder if she started messing around with, I don't know, like spells or a hex during that time. Because the theater's huge and it was crowded and she seemed like very popular. That's true. And I mean, she did consider all of her dolls her children Uh and... She very well could have been messing with some kind of... <laughs> voodoo. Yep. Hoodoo. Hoodoo. Voodoo. Lipton falls off the catwalk of the theater and disappears into some curtains and quickly reappears without his tongue. Love this scene. Uh, and when he falls to the ground, his razor pops out of his pocket and is just vibrating on the floor. So that tells me all the previous shavings were a joke. Yes. (laughs) It was very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie manages to escape and remembers that there's one doll left, Billy, which he left at his family's estate. I do remember that one. That's right. When he gets to Henry's, for some reason, though, he goes to... The funeral home first. And I think that's just because he did get a phone call from Henry and they heard right. Henry's voice at the theater, but there was no Henry, which I think at this point, Jamie should be smart enough to put two and two together because, like, he heard Lisa's voice after she died. Right. Like, she was dead in bed. Nice rhyme. And he heard her calling for him Mm -hmm. which didn't make sense yeah dude put two and two together you're being haunted by this like ventriloquist dummy and what do they do best they throw their voices but you know he's a nice guy he wants to check on henry so he goes to the funeral home and he hears crying from the crawl space and finds marion crying over henry's body jamie asks where the doll went and marion says that edward Jamie's father took it, which doesn't make sense because I didn't mention this before, but Edward is in a wheelchair. Like he had a stroke two months ago. Like I said, he looks 90% dead. He's just sitting in this wheelchair all the time. We've never seen him move more than like two inches. Mm -hmm. So Marion says that his father took it and Jamie's like very confused. When he arrives at the estate, something is immediately off as the sound shuts off and he hears his father's voice. But when he investigates something under a sheet, It's Billy in a baby's bassinet. Mary appears from behind the curtains, essentially meowing. Yeah, that's right. Like that creepy kind of cat noise. And then Jamie launches Billy into the fire. She screams and it appears that the curse is broken until he spots his father sitting at a table across the room. He's completely immobile and has not acknowledged any of the scene that has just unfolded before him. Right. Not acknowledging Jamie's presence at all. 
and his body slumps forward to reveal an open hole in the back of Edward's body. He's literally carved like a pumpkin with like a pole in the back of him Mm -hmm. to control his movements like a dummy. I loved this. I didn't see this twist coming, but in my notes, I kept writing, it looks like he's... (laughs) It looks like his dad is slowly dying. Yeah. Because he looks like a baseball mitt. And He's very gray. Yeah. A baseball mitt? <laughs> yeah, just like old and like wrinkled and leathery. But it's cool because they show like the pole or the stick that goes up like through the back and into like the base of his skull. Yeah. And it showed like these little quick clips of like her working him like a puppet, essentially. Yeah. And it's just wild to think that like he was dead the whole time he he never had he probably never had a stroke he was probably dead that whole time and by her joe means ella yes jamie's stepmother that's right uh gotta love the whole like montage of like revealing the villain's evil plan kind of thing always gotta do that love it <laughs> there was another movie oh i was literally thinking about this the other after we watched it that saw does this too at the very end of, like, the first Saw. Oh, yeah. I mean, also in, like, other Saw movies, too, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole, like, showing the behind the scenes of, like, what was going on the whole time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Ella appears behind Jamie. Her face flashes as Mary's. And she says, who's the dummy now? Jamie screams, so it's safe to say she got his tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. I like that. Um, I forgot to mention that when Detective Lipton fell from the rafters or the catwalk, he screamed and Mary like swooped in like a phantom. Yeah. And she like took him behind the curtain for a quick second and then like threw him back yeah. out. It, it reminded me of uh, another horror movie that's eh, but I like it a lot. Darkness Falls. From the early 2000s there's a scene where they're in a hospital and there's security lights but they're only on parts of the stairs so the main characters and the nurses have to jump from spotlight to spotlight and one of the nurses gets snatched up in the middle of the air i think i know that one no i don't i was thinking about something else killer tooth fairy we should watch that one i like it a lot oh and i forgot to mention this as well in the beginning, when Jamie's in the motel, why why would he bring Billy in the room with him and set it up on a chair like he's an actual person in oh this my God, red yeah. light? It's like, so fucking creepy. Why wouldn't he just leave him in the car? Leave him in the car. Don't ever turn your back on a dummy. Don't be a dummy. Because <laughs> he also says at one point that like receiving a dummy, like from where he's from, Ravens Fair. Right. Like, that's seen as a bad omen. And he keeps it with him. So, like, him. why like, would he carry it around? Yeah, I, I have no idea. I will say I am glad that I watched this. Just like Absentia with Mike Flanagan, I am excited to see where directors, like, start out with. Right. So, this is the roots of, like, James Wan, kinda. I mean, before this, he did Saw. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. I personally, I feel like Saw is the better movie overall. So I feel like he had like a little dip or whatever. Well, I think that they probably just like ran with the whole dummy thing. Yeah. Because, I, well, like 
I find Billy in the Saw movies like laughable. Like he's kind of funny because he's like riding that little fucking bicycle. Yeah, like, yeah. why is this scary? Mm-hmm. But some people are truly terrified of Billy. Like they hate him. Yeah, and, know, and it creeps him out. I know there's some people who think he's creepy just because he looks creepy, and then there's other people who hate him because he's associated with. Yeah, and also he's a doll, so like a <laughs> yeah, lot of people don't do like it. dolls. Um, so I think they probably got that feedback and then mm-hmm. like ran with this movie and was like, let's do like a doll yeah. movie. Man, I... Which then they did Annabelle later. I want to know if Annabelle yeah. was like, let's redo, <laughs> let's redo this movie. And, well, Annabelle's based on a true yeah, doll. Yeah, I, so I know. I, I do love the ending of this and I like the twist with Jamie's dad. I wonder how effective the movie would be if uh the movie was centered around mary's origin and it was like a period piece and you got to see her interact with her multiple dolls and kind of like build up her fame and watch the downfall from that yeah i think there was actually supposed to be a sequel oh really uh yeah but it never came out ah because it could work either way like you could have a kind of a prequel with like mary and you know what kind of fucked up shit she was doing. Uh, or you could just, you know, I'm sure she missed an heir somewhere mm-hmm. and just have like a new. Yeah, that's the other thing. I wanted to know more about this like secret heir affair. <laughs> you know, like, is it a rival heir ventriloquist line or. What are you talking about? Uh, earlier with the whole pregnancy oh like that's because she's trying to kill off everyone who's associated with her death because jamie was related to michael ashton oh like present day yeah oh i totally misunderstood i thought this was had something to do with like a pregnancy back then when she was like alive and oh no okay like ooh, what if she was pregnant with like a dummy ew yeah there's something there. No. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie was the last, like, living relative. For that line. From Michael. Right. Michael's line. Yeah. And okay. then Lisa was pregnant. So that's why she killed Lisa to stop, like, the line. Gotcha. But honestly, she seems kind of, like, bloodthirsty. Oh, for sure. So do you really think she's going to stop after, like, she kills off the line no way jose yeah didn't think so (laughs) so i just stumbled upon this of so the original saw came out in 2004 apparently there's a nine minute short in that came out in 2003 called saw and it is david in orderly at a hospital tells his horrific story of being kidnapped and forced to play a vile game of survival and the guy who plays David is Lee Wanell. Was it just like a short that was yeah, released? It, um, yeah, it's definitely a short. But I'm assuming since they use the same actor, obviously it's like a clean slate for the official Saw movie. Yeah, it could you go know? either way. It could have just been like a short horror film and then they decided to develop into into a feature length film oh yeah that's i'm sure that's what happened or it could be like a teaser type thing possibly i don't know i want to i want to watch it though i'm gonna do that 
But back on track for yes, Dead sorry, Silence. Sorry. Uh, what are your thoughts? I, okay, I'm okay with not watching this again, but I did like it more than I thought I would. I hated the editing where it shows, there's a couple scenes where, you know the transition where it shows a map and it zooms in on the map and the map slowly turns into like the town? I don't know why. I'm not a big fan of it. It just takes me out of the movie. Um, but like I said, I like the twist at the end with the dad. I like the ending overall with burning all the dolls. Um, I like the makeup and the the effects. Oh, we forgot to mention that there was actually an Easter egg in the last scene where all the dolls mm-hmm. are in the cases. That's right. And you can actually see... Billy from the Saw movies mm-hmm. in with the dolls. Which doll was the creepiest for you? I don't know. Maybe the clown at the end? Yeah. Yeah, that was mine. In the rocking chair? Yeah. Yeah. For me too. It was a big fucking doll too. It looked like an adult. Also, maybe the doll that she made out of Michael. Mm, yeah. The human. <laughs> the human doll. Yeah. Made of skin and bone. All right. So, yeah, I'm not super thrilled, but not like super disappointed, I guess. I don't know. Pretty down the middle. So I'll do like a five and a half out of ten. Okay. Um, Like a seven out of ten. Okay. How much of that seven is nostalgia for you? Almost all of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> this movie? Oh. I like this movie and Stay Alive are like the same to me. They do have like the same feel, right? Same vibe to it. Like the filter, the like weird color filter over the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of the music, I feel like. Yeah. And then like just the acting where it's like borderline bad. Right. Like, it's not anything where you can really complain about it, but, like, there's just something that's not... There's got to be a term or a word for that era of horror movies. Like, 2002 to, like, I don't know, 2011. Yeah. That window, they all have that same, like, feel to it. Yeah, I love it. What a time to be alive. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, I don't have any other thoughts, so I think I'm gonna go shave now. <laughs> <laughs> With your electric With uh, my electric razor. razor, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But thank you for showing this to me. Yeah, I was really excited that you didn't know, well, did you know of this movie? Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. I had no idea what it was about. Okay. So it was a, it was a surprise. I'm me. glad that both this and Halloween 3 were new watches for Yeah, you. good picks. And thank you for being so gentle while you popped my Halloween cherry and my, <laughs> my dead silence cherry, or Halloween 3 season of the witch oh cherries. Oh my gosh. So, thank you. Well, you can catch us next week with Five Nights at Freddy's. Brand new review. Mm-hmm. 
And you can find us on Instagram at Partners and Fright Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Fright Partners. And you can catch us here every Tuesday, baby. And if you have any recommendations or any movies that you guys want us to check out, we would love to watch them. Yes, because after next week, we're going back to our regularly scheduled content. I cannot wait. We will see you guys next week. So please watch a scary movie for us. I'm going to start chipping away at the spreadsheet we got. And happy almost Halloween.